Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. On 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage right. Oh, welcome and to Faith in the Zone. I'm 1250 AM right. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Kellner from Brookside Baptist Church. I guess he's still here with us with spirit, man, but he'd like to get back in the studio, and I'm hoping that's going to happen uh, relatively soon. Still get a chance to see him quite a bit, doing a great job over at Brookside Baptist Church. A couple of weeks ago, we did an event uh, there, and uh, I was really blessed to be a part of it. Um, coach Sid over at St. Francis and, and Ralph Muro, who is the uh, assistant coach at Brookfield Central, and he is the representative director uh, in this area for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, had uh, came up with this idea to, to do a, an event where we kind of encourage and, and pray for our, our basketball coaches in the state of Wisconsin as the season starts to get going. And uh, Ralph was was there, and it was really good to see him again. I've seen him for uh, I haven't seen him for a bit, but I've known him for a long time. And we talked about having him back on faith in the zone, and and uh, he was very kind to agree to give us the time uh, today to to go and and do another show about FCA and some of the things that are going on in Ralph's life. So, uh, Ralph Muro, it's nice to talk to you again. How you been? Good, Mike. I've been good. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Great it was it was so good to see you the other night at Brookside, and I I thought you did a really really nice job, Ralph, uh, up in front of the coaches that we had, not only in person but the coaches that were watching it. And if you missed it, you can still go to the Brookside Baptist. It's at BrooksideBC.org is their uh, their website, and you can still watch. It was about a thirty minute event. Uh, where, where I, where I kind of emceed it a little bit, but uh, Coach Sid and Ralph and Pastor Ken all spoke to the coaches that were with us and the guys that were watching live online. And, and Ralph, I, I thought it was a really good event, and there were more people there in person than I thought were going to be. Yeah, that was really exciting to see um, how many showed up in person and hopefully more watched uh, live stream. It was really was a great event, and really I – I shouldn't take much credit for it. It was really Coach Sid's idea. He ran it past me a few weeks ago, and I thought it was a great idea. And then he really took the ball and ran with it and did most of the legwork to pull that off. Well, he did. And I'll tell you what, I'm, uh, I've am i known Coach Sid for a long time, but I, I, I'm getting to know him more now recently, and he's a man that's just on fire for the Lord. Yes, he is. We actually, last year during COVID, 
did a weekly um, Bible study with he and two other uh, coaches from the St. Francis area. And um, I got to know him really well. And he really is. He's a, he's a man of God that, that walks the talk. Yeah, he does. And I'll tell you what, um, I didn't realize, you know, how, how good of a basketball player he was, especially at the college <laughs> level. He, he said, look, I had a lot of points because I shot the ball a lot. He goes, <laughs> you know, I didn't play a lot of defense. I didn't pass the ball all that much. But, man, I, I did uh, – I shot the ball pretty well there for a while. And, and uh, he's been giving back ever since. And, you know, we talk about that servant leadership heart. Um, Ralph and, and and Coach said certainly is is the guy that you would see a picture of when you talk about guys that really truly have that servant leadership heart. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, he he's a very humble guy. I didn't know for quite a while that he even played college basketball, much less how well he played it. So um, that's just the kind of guy he is, and he really pours into the lives of his athletes. And um, it's just a, it's a, just a joy to to watch and to know him. You know, and it, when he came in and and we did faith in the zone a couple of weeks ago, you know, he's a guy that he grew up in that area, St. Francis, and he has stayed. And I have a lot of respect for that. I think there's you know guys that always think, look, I can't wait to get out of this area because I know there's there's greener pastures over there. But he has has stayed in St. Francis and has given back to that community quite a bit. And again, I want to thank him for, for, for the idea and, and, and getting, you know, me and, and, and Pastor Ken and, and Ralph involved. And I think it's probably something that we're going to do every year. Don't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. It's a great way to kick off the basketball season. And we, we may even try to um, grab that idea and move it into a couple of the other sports as well. So FCA might run with that ball a little bit. Boy, if, if there's anything I can do for Maya, please let me know. I, if we can promote it here, if you want me involved, if you want to just promote it on Faith in the Zone and get the word out or promote it on some of the high school sports show that I do, please let me know. And whatever you guys need from me on, on that, I certainly will do. Hey, can we talk a little bit, uh, Ralph, about FCA? And, and um, you know, I'm very familiar with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and, and kind of what, what you guys do and how you do it. Um, but can you talk a little bit about, like, your responsibilities as uh, the representative and director for FCA in southeastern Wisconsin? Sure, yeah. Um, well, FCA's vision, if, if, you, if people aren't familiar with it, the vision of FCA is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And um, so we really, um, we really work hard to minister to coaches. For a number of years, FCA sort of used coaches to kind of do the ministry, but we weren't paying a whole lot of attention to the, the coach himself. And so the last couple of years, we've really focused on trying to step into the lives of coaches and minister to them, encourage them, and empower them um, to both live their faith, but also um, coach it too. So, um, so I get the I get the opportunity to meet with coaches in their offices. Um, we have about oh, twenty or so school groups. They're like sports youth groups at different schools. And I work with the volunteers there to um, to do the ministry there. And those groups are all led by students at the at the various st- schools. And so I get to encourage them, equip them, and and do a little training with them, and then just watch God use them. Now, how how fun? What what is the? Is it hard to get um, into different schools? Is that a difficult um, job for for you? Well, you know, it is. Um, I, the, this area that I cover is really so big. I, I'm really responsible for the four counties of Milwaukee, Waukesha, Ozaki, and Washington. And within those within those four counties, there are 92 high schools and 10 universities. And mostly, what I do is I go where somebody has reached out and said they have interest in FCA. Sometimes that's a parent. Sometimes that's a coach. Sometimes it's a student. Sometimes it's a friend of a student. And um, when I get a lead like that, it's usually pretty easy to get to step in and kind of do the legwork to just make sure that it's going to be okay with the administration to have it happen. Um, and and then it just kind of gets rolling from there. Um, 
how exciting is that to get to get a call and and say, look, there are people that are actually reaching out to you to say, come, we 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 want to have this in our group or in our school. That's got to be such an encouragement to you. Oh, absolutely, it really is. And you know, the thing, I mean, what's what's misunderstood a lot is that schools can't do something like this. But really, there's there's a state law, the Equal Access Law that um, requires a, a school that if they have any club programs at all, they've got to allow even a religious club to happen as long as, the, as long as it's run under the protocols of all the other clubs at the schools. And so, um, and then the, the other thing that makes it legal is that our groups are basically student initiated and student led. So it's, it's the students doing it. It's not the staff. It's not a teacher. Um, in some cases, it's an outside volunteer that's not employed by the school. Um, and so it's really it's not it's not really run by the school per se. It's just happening at the schools, and that is is super exciting. Yeah, really exciting. You know, reading um, and I was on the FCA website a little bit this morning, and um, you know I loved what what you had said. It uh, you and I'm going to quote you. It's it's a privilege to serve with FCA as a sort of roaming sports chaplain, and I just I, I love that. It and that kind of is what you are. You know. Um, roaming to different groups and schools within Southeast Wisconsin. And I, I think that that I just think what what these these kids, parents, administrators, who's ever figuring out that this is something that we need within our organization, um, I think are doing the exact thing that that we need more today than ever. And one of the, the reasons I think the basketball one that we did um, a couple of weeks ago, was I think really well accepted it was because what's going on I think in our world Ralph I don't know as basketball coaches if there's been a time that that they need our prayer and need our encouragement more than today yeah well I I would agree there's um, just I mean the whole the whole COVID year was was really really tough um, especially on our on our young athletes I mean I I think back to when I was in high school and was an athlete. I mean, I played four sports. I mean, really, I went to school so I could play my sports. <laughs> and if those would have been taken away or restricted the way they were last year with COVID, I just don't know how I would have handled it. And so, um, you know, coaches in a large uh, a large part are handling the stress of that with their with their their athletes, you know, and trying to help them navigate through that. And then now as we're sort of coming out of it, but still a lot of questions as to the different protocols and what's allowed here and what's allowed there. I mean, coaches are so influential in helping students navigate through this that um, I just think it's just a really critical time for yeah. our young, our young people that are navigating through this um this pandemic we are and, and beyond. hundred percent. We are talking with Ralph Muro. He is uh fellowship of Christian athletes. He's the representative director of FCA in Southeastern Wisconsin. He's also an assistant basketball coach up at Brookfield central. And I can tell you the, the vision and mission statement and values um, for FCA. And, and the value part is, is it really jumped off the page. Our relationships will demonstrate steadfast commitment to Jesus Christ and his word through integrity, serving, teamwork, and excellence. And I think when you read that as the value of the company that, that you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're working for, I, I think that's yeah. got to make you feel really good as far as the stuff that you're doing. If they're willing to put that right on the, on their website and FCA has been around since 1954. And again, their, their values uh, our relationships will demonstrate steadfast commitment to Jesus Christ and his word through integrity, serving teamwork and excellence. Um, you got to feel pretty good for the company you work for, Ralph. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I feel really privileged to, to be with them. It, it's kind of taken me full circle in my spiritual life because I actually, as a young athlete was challenged by two of my coaches to go to a, an FCA summer camp and I went there really wanting to be a be become a better athlete and at that camp was the first time I heard that God wanted to have a personal relationship with me I made a commitment to follow Christ and really it changed the trajectory of my life and then after a, a little bit of a windy road I end up 15 years ago stepping into this staff position with FCA so 
it, it really is a pr- privilege and a blessing to serve in this in this capacity. Hey, Ralph, I'll tell you what, if you know, if you ever start thinking, boy, what I'm doing here, is it working? Does it work? We had a uh, we had a hockey guy on a few weeks ago um, and, and his name is, is slipping my mind. But he was on a few weeks ago and and he grew up and his, his mom had been married a number of times and, and had a lot of these kids, a lot of kids, but not a, a dad in in um, in the house. And she decided to take all these kids to church one day, and and they got kind of snickered at and laughed at when they walked in church. And and he said, look, I am—he was very much uh, disliked, and he used the word hated any Christians. And a guy on his hockey team was running a camp, and he said, back then, you know, we weren't making a ton of money in playing professional hockey. And we would work camps in the summertime uh, to offset— you know, our, our, our salary. And he said, I got asked to work this camp. And I said, well, what are you going to pay me? And he said, well, it's, it's actually a Christian camp. He said, well, I don't really care how much you're going to pay me. And they said, no, we ask guys to volunteer. And he said, my wife was standing next to me and took and, and circled that few days on the calendar and said, you're going to go. And so he goes, I went, and after the first practice, I was like, what's going on here? Like, there's no swearing. There's no hitting. This is horrible. Well, these guys aren't real hockey players. And do you know these 12-year-olds brought this man to the Lord? And wow. it, it, it's just an un- it was an unbelievable testimony, Ralph, of these kids saying, hey, come on, coach, just come sit with us. Hey, and, they, and it was funny because they said, hey, do you want to go to chapel? He goes, I, I don't even know what that is. And they said, well, don't, no worry, it's kind of like mass. And he goes, well, yeah. then I'm definitely not going. And he, so all of this goes on. And he said, here are these 12-year-olds. They're sitting around a tree reading a Bible. I didn't even know anybody that owned a Bible. And I sat down with them. And by the end, he said, they all had their hands on my shoulders and they were praying for me. And his whole life changed. So, you know, when you're doing this and you're out you know, trying to influence these kids at that early age, understand, man, you have no idea what could happen in the future. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a good reminder. I know I oftentimes tell people that, you know, God can get at us any way that he wants, but in my finite mind, if he wouldn't have gotten me through a ministry like FCA, he never would have gotten me because I was so into sports as a young athlete. And I know that's true today, too, that there's many young athletes that are really trying to find their identity, and some of them are are leaning into their sport feeling like that's what's going to give them identity. But when we can step alongside them and kind of remind them that God says that, yeah, sports is something that I've given to you as a gift, but your identity can come through a relationship with me. Um, And when kids can get a hold of that, it really can bring stability and health um, in, in a really crazy, stressful culture that we live in. 100%. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to follow up a little bit on on Ralph's testimony, um, and and talk a little bit about more about FCA and some of the things that that he is looking to accomplish, especially in 2022 in Southeast Wisconsin, and see if we can help him on this mission that he is definitely fully involved in. This is Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Mike McGivern and our special guest for the entire hour today. He is Ralph Murrell. He is the assistant coach, uh, basketball coach at Brookfield Central. And he is the area representative of a fellowship of Christian athletes here in southeastern Wisconsin. Hey, Ralph, before we follow up, I have a couple of follow-up questions on, on your testimony that you started to give us in the first segment. Yeah. Um, how are you, how are you um, compensated? How are, how are you paid through FCA to, to be doing all this work? 
Well, FCA is a faith-financed ministry, which basically means that we are like local missionaries. So I I get paid a salary, but I have to raise the funds. So I have a a team of people that have stepped alongside of me, and every month they um, send in a donation, and um, and that's really how I get my salary. So um, we I call that my home team. They're my home financial team. They they not only support me financially, but with um, encouragement and prayer. And um, then every once in a while, we'll do an event here and there. We do a couple of golf golf events that raise some money to help um, raise the budget for getting Bibles, scholarshiping kids to the FCA camps and things like that. But but basically, about 90% of the funding comes through um, generous donors who step alongside and and give to the cause. Well, I love that you call them your home team. And guys, as you listen to this show, and if you were at the event at Brookside or you've watched the event and you listen to Ralph and the passion that this man has, um, I, I would, if you're feeling led, I would recommend go to the FCA website. It's fca.org and then backslash, and it's Ralph Muro. It's M-I-E-R-O-W. M-I-E-R-O-W, and you can go on and and you can do a one-time if you want to uh, just help him on this, or you can go month to month. And that, I think, after talking to a number of guys throughout the country that are doing some of this, Ralph, that month to month um, really helps you guys be able to plan budgets, correct? Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously, every gift is appreciated and helpful. But like you said, when we're doing our budgets and making plans, um, we do it mostly based on that that month to month giving that we know is coming in. So yeah, that that really is helpful for looking down the road. Be part of Ralph's home team. You know that that I I just think that's a great way to put it. You know he's he is here in our area in southeast Wisconsin, and he is doing a lot of work. I have to be honest with you. It this is a lot of work, and and he loves doing it. But we want to we want to you know help equip him, empower him. As he goes out and, and, and talks to coaches, athletes, and young people, um, to be part of FCA, to be able to encourage them to start FCA meetings and, and groups within the schools and their organizations. And again, if you're able to to help him out, it's FCA.org, and then all it's backslash, and it's Ralph Mural, it's M-I-E-R-O-W. Um, and, and that's an easy way to, to, to help him, and I'll continue to give you that information um, throughout the, the entire show. Harold, when you talked about um, being encouraged by some coaches to go to this camp, can we go back to that time of your life? How old were you, by the way? Um, I was uh, about 16 or 17, so it was between my junior and senior year um, in high school. And, and, so, were, and I, were, did you have some faith based to you at that point? Well, you know, I, I grew up, my family was was a church-going family. I, I grew up in a family of six boys, so I have five brothers. And my mom and dad took us to church every week. And so, you know, I sort of knew the, the God lingo. Um, I, I sort of went through the motions. But honestly, when I sat in church, I usually was planning on who I was going to call to get together to have a pickup football game or pick a basketball game that afternoon. Very seldom did I grasp any any real solid spiritual truth. I mean, I, I felt like I was a believer. I felt like I knew who God was. I knew who Jesus Christ was, but it really it really wasn't in uh, in my daily walk. It was like Sunday mornings. I would go and I would do my thing at church, and then I would go and live my life, really pretty much forgetting about that. And and what uh, when 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 you went to that camp, and and yeah. you, for the first time, I think heard about that 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 God wanted to have this personal relationship with you. Um, do, do you remember the different feelings that you had in your mind and your heart? Like, wait, wait a second, what what did they just say? Yeah, I mean it's really interesting, and I I still remember the three guys that um, gave testimonies, um, and they were all you know kind of upper echelon athletes. One of them was Fred Cox, who was the place kicker for the Minnesota Vikings at the time. Another one was Doug Kingswriter, who was at the University of Minnesota. He was an All American tight end at that time, and then Tom Meyer, who actually still lives in the Milwaukee area, but he was the head baseball coach at UW Madison at the time. 
and uh, in consecutive nights, the three of them shared their story and shared this idea of having a personal relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ, and and that just kind of it, it created a question and a and a hunger in me, and I just I wondered what I was missing because I was like. Okay, I know who God is and who Jesus is. I go to church, but I I don't have this personal part of it. And so really, the third night of the camp, I I went to my college huddle leader, and just asked him what you know what's the deal about this. And that that guy just sat down and he he explained to me that you know that God loves me, loved me, created me, wants a relationship with me, but that the reality was that I had sin in my life that was separating me from God and. Um, but God loved me enough to send his son Jesus to take care of my sin. And all I needed to do was accept that gift and, um, and call on the name of the Lord. And, and I would be spiritually born and I would be able to have that personal relationship. And so that, that was the starting point for me way back in 1972. Wow. Ralph, do you remember the difference, um, at least the way you were feeling when you came home from that camp? You know, yeah, it's kind of interesting. My my older brother, he's one year older than I, was at that same camp. And actually the same night that I prayed to commit my life to Christ, he was doing the same thing with, actually with Tom Meyer um, on the other side of the campus. And um, we didn't we didn't share with each other what we had done for three days because both of us were afraid what the other one was going to think or say or whatever. And um, but when we finally did share it, it really became a, a celebration point for both of us. We're sort of spiritual twins. And um, you know, I expected I kind of expected to wake up the, the next day feeling different, and I and I really didn't. Um, and that kind of surprised me. But as I started reading the Bible more regularly and just being more aware of God, what God wanted me to experience, um, it it really did start becoming alive for me. And it became a, a motivating force in my life. And I, I think probably the place I saw it the most was in my athletics, because I always I always felt like if I could only be perfect, then I would be acceptable. Right. And as any of us, any of us that have been in sports knows, there's no such thing as a perfect game or perfect practice or whatever. So I was constantly frustrated that I, that I wasn't acceptable to my coaches or my teammates or even to my family. And, and once I asked Christ into my life, I realized that I just needed to play for him. And as long as I was playing as hard as I could, I was acceptable whether I was perfect or not on the athletic field. And so that was the biggest, that was the biggest change for me. And it really released me um, as an athlete. I had a great senior year, I think largely because I was um, freed from that pressure of feeling like I had to perform to be accepted. Amen to that. I was, uh, when my daughter, and this is a long time ago, Ralph, she uh, wanted to visit Pensacola Christian college and she was uh, a senior in high school and, 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 I, uh, we flew together down to Pensacola and, and, uh, I, I went to the, uh, we went to the Sunday service and I went to the Bible study with the head pastor there. And he told this story about when, when he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior, he was around 12 or 13 and he was at a sports camp and in the morning they were playing tag football and it was, it was all like 16, 17, 18 year old kids and him. And he, you know, they didn't throw the ball to him and he really get to play much, but he, he was out there. And then during lunch, they had a call and, and, and he, he, he walked down the aisle and he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior. And then after that, they got to play football again and they threw a pass to him and he caught it. And these guys were like, Oh, that was great. You know, this little guy. And he goes, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm saved now. Of course I'm going to catch it. <laughs> and the next pass they threw to him, he dropped. And he goes, I, he goes, like, I started crying. And they're like, what are you oh. crying about? He goes, well, obviously I'm not, I'm not a Christian. And they all started oh, wow. laughing. And they said, no, 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 that has nothing to do with this. And But he remembers that of, look, why are they cheering for me? Of course I'm going to catch the ball. I've accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. <laughs> and, and I thought, man, that's just very funny. That's just the mind of a 13-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, 
Hey Ralph, did did your um um did your brother when you guys finally had that conversation? It must have been really um very good for both of you to have somebody holding you accountable so close to you. Yes, it, it really it really was, and and we were able to encourage each other through the through the school year. I mean, at that time that we didn't have an FCA group, uh, we we actually are graduates of Brookfield Central, so we were at Brookfield Central. And there was no FCA group there um, that year. So um, the encouragement that we were able to give to one another was really helpful. And um, we actually, we both ran on the track team together and we played baseball together. So we actually shared the team experience for the last half of his senior year, my junior year. And so that was, that was great. What is his first name? Dale. Dale. Boy, that, uh, that's awesome. You know, what, what a, what a cool thing to be able to, uh, to go through. Where did you go to college then? Well, I, my first year I went to UW-Lacrosse, and, um, and then I transferred to UW-Stevens Point and finished at Stevens Point. And, and you know, we've had a lot of guys um, on this show, Ralph, throughout the years that, you know, th- those years of going away to college can, can test you a little bit. And and I'm wondering oh, okay. for for the years that you went to, to lacrosse, the one year and the years you went to Stevens Point, were you able to to surround yourself with with believers when you were on campus? You know, yes, and and you know, I actually wasn't um, wise enough to take the initiative to do that. Oh, at lacrosse. Go ahead, um, Ralph. We lost you there for a second. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You still got me. Yeah, I got you now. Okay. So you, you, I heard you weren't wise enough. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't wise enough to seek out um, spiritual encouragement or fellowship on my own. So God kind of stepped in and provided it for me. Um, and part of that came when I transferred to Stevens Point. Uh, my brother Dale was there, and he was involved in what was it was crew, but it was called Campus Crusade for Christ then. And I actually had wasn't real excited about getting involved with them, and so I I just decided I would go for one or two meetings just to be able to get, get enough uh, of an argument for my brother to tell him why I didn't want to keep going. <laughs> and uh, and the the folks at at Campus Crusade at Stevens Point at that time basically I say they loved the socks off of me, and uh, and I ended up getting pretty grounded in my faith by being a part of that. Um, ministry throughout my college career there. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we, we got to have Dale on next time. Is Dale yeah. uh, still in the area? He is in the area. Yes. Yeah. We should, uh, we, we should have him join us and talk a little bit about what you were like up at Stevens point. I, I, I think I'd want to know some of those stories, Ralph. I got to be honest with you. Hey, what did you play? Yeah. What sports did you play up at uh, point? Um, well, let's see. At, at at lacrosse, my first year, I played baseball, and um, and then when I transferred, I, I wanted to play football, but uh, that didn't go so so well. So I I transferred to Point really to play football. Back at that time, they were called the Aerial Circus. Reed Giordana had come in as uh, quarterback, and they threw the ball like fifty or sixty times a game. And they, they weren't very good, but they were very exciting. And, and I was a wide receiver, so I wanted to play football for points. So I went, transferred, and uh, tried to play football. I got hurt in my first game. I pinched a nerve in my neck, missed the rest of the season until the last game. I ended up returning two punts in the last game. But my neck still wasn't totally healed, and I made the decision um, – to step away from football at that point. I played football one year. I uh, tried to play basketball the year with my neck was bad and um, didn't make it. So I got cut, ran track. And during the track season, I pulled a hamstring muscle and uh, right at the tail end of rehabbing that they were having baseball tryouts. And so I asked uh, the track coach if I could uh, play baseball try out for the baseball team. And if I didn't make it, I'd come back and try to rehab my hamstring. Well, I ended up playing baseball. So I actually played, I actually tried all four sports that I played in high school and college and, and had only had 
moderate success at any of them. I but, you, um, but you you know what, Ralph? Come on. I mean that that's a really good athlete right there to be able to do all that. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue to talk with Ralph Burrell. He is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes representative, also the assistant coach at Brook Central. And look, I I know this. That that being a basketball coach and part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you're it's not just you, it's 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 your wife, it's your family. I, I there's no doubt about that. And we'll talk to Ralph a little bit about that side. Again, he is uh, the representative here in Southeastern Wisconsin for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And if you're feeling led to be able to help him on this ministry. And uh, look, it, 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 we can always use a little bit more support so that we can help more people, help more coaches and more students, student athletes in our area. It's fca.org backslash Ralph Mural, and you can go on and donate uh, if you're feeling led to help him on this ministry that uh, he has been doing a really great job with. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike Begiver, our guest for the entire hour. Man, he's really doing a nice job. Uh, Not only as an assistant coach over at Brookfield Central, but here in southeast Wisconsin as the director and representative for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, he is Ralph Murrell. Hey, Ralph, um, I know as a basketball coach that my wife, Terry, never got, you know, she didn't get to cut the nets down, right? She didn't, um, she wasn't the one where everybody's slapping on the back and saying, great job. But when things went bad, she was the one that heard about it from me. And I believe there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. And when we talk about Linda, not only is she a, a coach's wife, but she's the wife of, of the guy that, that, that runs the FCA uh, part here in southeastern Wisconsin. And whether she is on the what, – what, what some people might consider on the front line with you, I don't know how you could do this without her. Oh, absolutely. And really, you know, on, on, both, on both stages, both as uh, a coach's wife and, but also as a, a roving chaplain's wife, she she is my biggest uh, supporter. Um, she's the biggest asset the Lord has put in my life. She's the best prayer warrior I could ever have, and uh, you know she's my sounding board when I'm frustrated or discouraged. Uh, I'm able to really just kind of open my heart up and share it with her, and she's there to support me, encourage me, remind me of God's grace and God's goodness, and um, I couldn't have been doing either one of these things, coaching or FBA, without her. Man, I I really appreciate her uh, for that because again, I've I've I put my wife. I I was dragging her into gyms for thirty six years as she was my girlfriend and then became my wife. And you know, it it it. There are times where she she didn't want to go and 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 or doesn't want to hear about it and we've got these kids that we're trying to take care of yet i'm spending so much time with other people's kids and i know it was difficult for her at times and and but i could not have done that without her how did you and linda meet um actually when i uh i graduated when i graduated from college i i worked for 4 years in uh retail management and then during that time i went on a on a sports missions trip with a group called Sports Ambassadors. Um, when when I was on that trip, that's when the Lord kind of planted in my heart the whole idea that he might want me to change careers and get into sports ministry. And so I ended up going to seminary um, out in California, got a Master of Divinity degree, sports ministry emphasis. 
um, and ended up coming back here to the Milwaukee area to do an internship at Elmbrook Church. Ah. Um, at the time, um, Pete Briscoe, Stuart Briscoe's son, was the junior high pastor, um, and Linda was um, serving as a volunteer in the junior high ministry. And Pete and his wife, Libby, um, decided to set us up on a blind date. That's and so awesome. Linda and I went on a blind date. Um, and as they say, the rest is history. Man, that's awesome. What a great story. You know, blind dates don't work very often, Ralph, but this one worked out really well. Yes, it did. It sure did. Man. And so um, is Elmbrook your local church, Ralph? Is that where you guys attend? Yes. And when I, you know, so I did that internship at Elmbrook, and, and in the middle of that internship, they extended a call to me to be their first sports ministry pastor. And so for 18 years, I served at Elmbrook as their sports ministry pastor. So obviously it became our home church and um, Elmbrook is still a part of my home team. They support the work I do with FCA here in the area. And so Linda and I have continued to attend at Elmbrook. Boy, uh, good for them. Good for them and to continue that and to, 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 to call you and to, to set you up with Linda. Did you know right away, by the way, when you, when you first uh, met her that, oh boy, okay, this, this, uh, this might have some future to it. Well, I, I knew there was definitely potential. I think the thing that threw me a little bit was in my mind, I thought I was going to marry some great athlete, somebody that, that had experienced the athletic world like I had. And, and that just really wasn't Linda. I mean, it wasn't like she was disinterested, but she grew up in a family where her father kind of thought work was more important than play. And so he always said, you can play when the work's all done. Well, as we all know, the work never gets all done. So never. she never really participated a lot in sports. And so that part of it kind of threw me a little bit. It was like, Lord, I don't know if this is going to work because I'm all, I'm all in the sports world and she's really not. Um, but I very quickly um, saw that she had interest in that, that part of my life. And we began sharing that part. And, um, and that's, it's just been a joy. Well, that's awesome. I, I really, I, I love that story that they, they set you guys up and, and uh, the, you've been holding hands ever since. Yeah. Yep. We still are. Yeah. We, you know what, Terry and I, the, the same way. And, and uh, I think, uh, I thank your local church for continuing uh, to help you on this ministry. And again, if, if you're feeling led, Ralph Muro is a great guy. He's doing good work with uh, FCA here in Southeast Wisconsin and, and did just a marvelous job at this event over at Brookside Baptist, where we got together for kind of a 30 minute encouragement and prayer. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. And uh, I was telling Ralph, only when I'm doing Faith in the Zone, like you heard that end of last segment, all of a sudden something happens in here. And when I'm when I'm recording any of the other shows I do, nothing ever happens, and I don't touch anything. But boom, something just stops or it skips, and and uh, that's what happened at the end of the last segment. I apologize uh, to you for that, that Ralph. Hey, the 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 fourth segment, and and we were talking to Ralph Mura, who is the assistant basketball coach at Brookfield Central, and uh, he coaches. Uh, He's been coaching over there for a while with Coach Wandry, and, and uh, they, they have as good a program as there is, I think, in this area. And, and I'm a big Dan Wandry fan, and, and what a phenomenal family he has. I know, Ralph, you're, you're a big fan of, of that family as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've had the opportunity to officiate at both of his daughter's weddings. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, so I really 
um, really have been almost like an adopted part of the family, and that's been that's been a, a real joy. Yeah, what uh, what a good. I think he's a really good basketball coach, and he kind of like you and I. He's out kicked his coverage a little bit. Amy's way too good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Amy <laughs> Amy is an angel. She is an angel. I agree. Hey, on this uh, this last segment, we like to do this, and and you've played on a lot of teams, Ralph. If I took every uniform you've ever put on your entire life, put it in the closet, and said, "Hey, look, you get one game left." You get to go back to wh- wh- how you felt at that time in your life. Um, you get one game left. What uniform do you pull out, and who do you play against, and why? Yeah, well, when you prompted me on this, I was thinking I wish I could share about five or six because there's about five or six I'd love to redo. But the one I'm going to settle in on, um, I mentioned earlier that I traveled with this um, ministry team called Sports Ambassadors. Um, and one of the places that we went, I went all, kind of around the world with them on seven different trips. And one of the trips we took in 1984 was to mainland China, and we ended up playing against the Chinese Olympic team um, there in their training facility. And so if I if I could put the uniform on and my knees would be the same way they were back then, um, I would love to uh, play that game again against the Chinese Olympic team. Wow. How did you guys do against them? Well, we we sort of, we sort of got pounded. Um, they, interesting. We we played a couple of games prior to our game scheduled with them. We we beat their junior Olympic team by about thirty. Um, we pounded a, an all star men's league team, and so they they took the game away from the main arena and put it into their training facility so that they wouldn't be embarrassed by this young American team. And then they beat us by fifty. So. And then they went to L.A. and got beat by the Dream Team by 50. And so uh, we would have lost the Dream Team by 100 or more. 100 or more. Hey, were, were they better basketball players than you thought while you're you know, going over there? And, and was it, uh, were you surprised at, at the level of play? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the biggest surprise was how big and strong they were. Um, I, I have a picture that of me next to a guy that they called Little Mountain. So he wasn't the biggest guy on their team, but this guy was um, 6'10", 360. And I'm, I stand next to him, I look like a grade school kid. Um, but and even, in, even in the game, I, I covered their power forward um, for a number of minutes. Um, he was 6'8", strong, went to the basket, um, just like nobody I've ever seen. And um, they were good. They, you know, they shot the ball well. They handled the ball well. They played good defense. Um, I was surprised at that, but yeah, they they were good. How did uh, how did you play? Did you uh, did you shoot the ball pretty well? Did you play pretty well during that time? Well, I like to say it was one game I can remember that I never missed a shot, um, and it was only because the two shots I tried, this big guy tried to block them, and he fouled me twice, and I made four free throws. So, perfect. That was you were perfect. That was what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that you know what that that's just awesome. That I appreciate that. What a what a great story. Um, the sports ambassadors was that kind of like um, uh, when when you guys traveled? Did you did you have college age guys playing? Yeah, mostly it was college age guys. I mean, the, the very first trip I went on was in 1979. I was actually uh, 24 years old. And the guys on the team called me Gramps. Oh my Because goodness. I was so much older than all of them, I and mean, they were all in they were all in college. And so many of them were from Christian colleges, um, some just regular uh, state colleges, whatever. And um, and they would ju- they would go and and play to just improve their skills. And um, it was it was a great experience for me. Man, that's awesome. Ralph, thank you so much uh, for your time. And it was, like I said in the beginning of the show, it was so good to see you again a couple of weeks ago over at Brookside. And, and uh, I just want to thank you for, for what you do for a lot of these kids and coaches in this area as the representative director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in southeastern Wisconsin. And again, after hearing this interview, and, and if you want to be able to help Ralph uh, continue on this ministry that he's doing. It's FCA, um, fca.org, and then a backslash, and it's Ralph Mura, one word, M-I-E-R-O-W. is how he spells his last name. If you Google FCA and go to the state of Wisconsin, you'll be able to find Ralph, 
and uh, understand that when he talks, and 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 this these are his words. It's it's a privilege to serve with FCA as sort of a roaming sports chaplain. It's exactly what it is. He is a roaming sports chaplain in our area and doing really good work with coaches and our kids in southeast Wisconsin. Hey, Ralph, uh, I'm glad that we got this done before basketball season starts because you're going to get pretty busy here in a week. Yes, I will. Mike, thanks. It's always great being with you. Um, Really appreciate our time at that coach's prayer time a couple weeks ago, and I want to thank you for what you do with this, with the show Faith in the Zone. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are encouraged by it and listening to it. So keep up the good work, man. I appreciate that, Ralph. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, I'm a huge fan of, of yours and the work that you do. So thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of the weekend, everybody. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever Or you could conquer the weekend In the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.